ahorrando 20 dólares al mes para su sueño. That is it. That's all it took. That's coming up with Diana Lee Santa Maria. ¿Estás cansada de estar batallando con ese dinero cada mes? Bienvenida a Su Dinero Importa Podcast. A Spanish podcast. Mom, it's not all Spanish. Okay, okay. A more Spanglish podcast. That's better. Where each week we have down-to-earth money conversations from people in la comunidad latina that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. ¿Lista? Hagámoslo pues. Hola, bienvenida. Soy Jen Hemphill to host. Y de verdad, muchas gracias por estar aquí conmigo. I appreciate you being here. Hoy tenemos otra invitada que vas a conocer. Esta vez vas a escuchar mucho más inglés. The Spanglish Barometer para este episodio es más o menos de 10 a 20% en español. What you'll learn in today's episode is the lessons she learned from her mother's penny-pinching ways. You're going to learn how her determination led her to fund the start of one of her dreams and the way her and her husband manage their money as newlyweds. Let me share with you a little bit about Diana. Diana Lee Santamaria is an educator and award-winning children's author of a bilingual preschool learning series entitled D. Lee's World. With a master's degree in early childhood education, Diana incorporates preschool common core objectives, diversity, playful verbiage, and developmentally appropriate learning strategies to increase literacy and learning. The author has been featured in Latina.com, El Diario New York, along with many publications. Lista, vamos a conocer a Diana. Diana, qué gusto de tenerte aquí. I am so excited to have you here in the Su Dinero Importa podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited as well. Now, I wanted to start off with really getting to know you, getting to know how you grew up around money, so your money story. So what did you observe? What did you hear? What experiences did you have that had to do with money? Uh, well, growing up, I would say that my mom, she really complained about money a lot and the lack of having it. We struggled as kids, like well, my mom struggled as an adult with uh, having um, two kids at the time. Her and my dad, like making, making it work. We didn't live in like the best area of Brooklyn and she was constantly complaining about money. That's what I remember as a child. And so... Fast forward. So you, that's what you heard as a child. That's your memory. So how did, do you feel fast forward to adulthood? How do you feel that impacted you in terms of how you manage money? Or did you have those feelings of struggle as well? Yeah. I mean, I felt some feel, I do. I have had feelings of struggle, um, with money, meaning like maybe I wasn't getting enough salary wise to making things work and paying off bills. And I have felt that struggle before as well, but I also don't let it determine my whole life. So for example, like my mom, she was complaining about money so much, like we wouldn't go out to eat, we would stay in and we hardly order out. I don't live my life like that, you know? So I'm not saying that I 
always order out and I always go to restaurants, but I'm not always penny pitching either. Like I make set aside money so I can still do the things that I enjoy, but I'm just not doing it every single day. If you understand what I mean. Yep. 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 Perfect. So basically it has impacted you, but you have basically kind of, it sounds like you've reflected on that and yeah, of course, and taken a different route where you are conscious of what you spend, but as you mentioned, you don't penny pinch. Now, what would you say has been your proudest money moment? I guess I would say that when I first wanted to uh, start off working on my book series, I, I started, so I was teaching at the time and I was a full-time teacher and I decided that I wanted to create the series, the Dealey's World Series, and it was educational books and I needed some money in order to like make it possible. So what I decided to do is basically start doing a direct deposit into a separate account, into a business account that I created. And I would direct deposit like $20, 20 to 20, I think it could have been 20, $25 every paycheck. And so that's how I started like putting aside that money in order to launch my vision. No, and I didn't miss it because it was so minimal, like 20, $25. Like you use that all, like, you know, that goes by just like that. You go to Target and you pick up like one or two things and you're, you're at like $45, $60, you know what I mean? So like, $20 or $25. It doesn't hurt. Love it. That's fantastic. And you didn't miss the money. You don't even like I didn't even notice it. Right, 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 right. No, that's fantastic. And tell us about these books, because the character is Dealey. So tell us how that character, you know, how did that not name come to be, even though I already knew. <laughs> but tell us how that came to be. And why did you uh, create these this series of books? Yeah, Um. so Dealey's world is based on the character Dealey, which is actually based on myself and my life as an educator and just my childhood in general. So uh, my name is Diana Lee Santa Maria. My mom used to call me Dealey as a nickname. Um, my, my middle name is Lee. Mm -hmm. So she used to call me Dealey. And so that's how I created the character. Um, well, I created the name, but the character, I based it on my own image because growing up as a child. Um, I was ridiculed a lot because I had really large glasses at a young age. Like I had really poor vision. And so I, my mom would get me, you know, at the time it was kind of stylish to have like larger glasses, but I had glasses in like every color. But kids used to make fun of me, you know, because they were like, yeah, I could see into the future. And they would like just say like all types of things like, oh, you're such a nerd. And, you know, things that as a child you feel bad about. And you're like, oh, no, I don't want to wear glasses, you know. So when I created the character, I wanted, instead of having the average, like, pretty princess, I wanted to create, and not to say that Dealey's not pretty, but I wanted a character that wasn't necessarily what society views as the, like, a pre like a pretty character. If you, I can't, um, you know what, I'm not really. Like the princess, like, like a princess, like the stereotypical of what exactly. people want. Whether human beings to look like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I wanted to bring like a character that would be like a background character to the forefront and kind of help, you know, children to see that it's okay if you see, if you have glasses, it's okay to have glasses. There's nothing wrong with it, right? And it's not something to be made fun of. 
And you can actually make it really cute, like especially like the way we have Dealey with her red glasses. It goes like with her funky outfit, like it all ties together, you know, so we try to make it like very fun for children and visually, you know, it looks like everything about her. It's colorful. It's vibrant. So I wanted to really bring that to life. So the Dealey character, like I said, is also based on my own childhood. So the stories themselves are educational stories that are bilingual. Mm. So what happened was growing up, I have an Ecuadorian dad and a Puerto Rican mom. And my dad was born in Ecuador. My mom was born here. And growing up, they didn't really speak Spanish to me at home. So I feel like I was, I have a, you know, it was a disservice to me because they wanted me to learn just English, right? Because um, mm. my dad wasn't from here and he didn't want me to struggle with language. So he just wanted me to be immersed in the English language, which I find a lot of parents do. Um, that are from other countries. So we only spoke English at home. Very few words were spoken in Spanish. If anything, I only spoke to like my grandmother in Spanish and my grandfather. So I didn't really learn how to speak Spanish fluently. I speak Spanish, I would say like, I, w I speak Spanish a little bit, but I'm not perfect at it. And so I feel self-conscious speaking it. And therefore I wanted to create my series to be bilingual so it could benefit Spanish speakers you know, um, Spanish parents that are reading to their children or even English speaking parents that want their child to learn Spanish. So I feel like it was something that would be beneficial and something that I didn't learn as a kid. And I would have loved to have learned it, you know, at a younger age. And now as a grown up, I'm trying to learn it more, which is why I'm not really speaking <laughs> it much here because I'm I'm really self-conscious about the way I speak it. <laughs> no worries. No worries. I know my brother, uh, we've had two different experiences because we came to the States when we were little. I was eight years old. He was, he's two years younger. He was six. And my dad being American, he, we went to live with his side of the family, which they didn't speak Spanish. So, and my mom at that time was still in Colombia taking care of some paperwork and I don't know what else. So long story short, in that year that we were with my dad's side of the family, we learned English. Like we had, we knew the basics because of my dad, but we didn't know how to speak. Right. We knew English, but we forgot Spanish. So imagine my mom <laughs> finally coming to the States. She doesn't work. She doesn't speak very much English. Here are her kids not being able to speak to her. <laughs> Yes, what happened? She's like, what happened to you guys? Like, I, I wasn't gone that long. <laughs> right, right. So it was just in a year's time. And then, but for and I know for me, I was like, I need to learn, you know, Spanish. My brother at that time, you know, boys will be boys. And they, he was like, no, I'm not interested. But at this time, as an adult, he is conscious. And uh, he is, and he, even though he's, you know, he's learned it, he's lived in, in Spain and everything. But I hear what you're saying, because I, I, I see that in him where he's just more conscious and, and is very adamant. Why, you know, make sure your kids that are learning Spanish, don't let what happened to me happen to them, that, that type of thing. So I completely hear that. Yes, for sure. Now, so I love that you created these a series of books. And so you say it's an educational series. So what does it teach? Well, I mean, just kind of because it's an element, what age group is it for actually? Okay, so yeah, I missed that part. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, so it's a preschool bilingual learning series. And so as an educator, I've, um, I have my master's degree in early childhood education. So that's like my field. 
of study. And I've basically taught in early childhood for about 10 years now. So what I wanted to do with Dealey's World was to touch upon key concepts that preschool teachers teach to, you know, children three to five about around that those ages, right? So I touched upon like different concepts, like, for example, like a first social emotional uh, first day of school, like that's very impactful for children. So I wanted to create a story using the character, um, Dealey as a, um, well, she's the character. So using Dealey and all the other characters, which are different people in my own life that we created into cartoons, cartoon images Mm -hmm. to kind of like, showcase this time like that that time that difficult time in a child's life you know because a lot of a lot of children go to school for the first time and it's a it could be a scary experience so I wanted to create like a story that would that touch upon that concept but then also I have other stories that have more basic concepts like colors like primary and secondary colors or count a countdown I have a book that's uh Dealey's Outdoor Countdown where she counts down from 10 to 1 so it's touching upon you know, um, more math concepts. So each book touches upon a different concept that is based on what children that age should be learning. Gotcha. And how about because it is a bilingual series and because you're are of Latina descent, does it touch upon maybe uh, being in a different culture or maybe being different or something like that? Um, not really, because it's if anything, it doesn't touch upon culture. It's more like an educational piece. So it's just touching upon like the different concepts, but it's using diverse characters. Gotcha. So what I've learned as, a, as an educator, children need to, to see themselves. They need to be represented in the things that are around them. And for that reason, I wanted to create stories with actual children images that are, you know, like I said, each character is very is is diverse and displaying what we see in our society today. Love it, love it. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us because I was really really curious in terms. I knew a little bit about how the the character came to be, but I didn't know exactly. I I knew you're a teacher, so I knew I had to be an uh, educational component. But I was curious about what exactly it had. So let's get back to your financial life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and who would you think is your biggest, has been your biggest influence to date? Has it been an author, a family member, a friend, co-worker? Who do you think? Um, so you're talking about positive influence, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't have one that comes directly to mind. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Well, I have a cousin that that does, um, she's a director, she does casting, and she's basically an all-around entrepreneur. She's extremely talented, and she makes all her dreams possible, and she manages her money really well because she's able to do all these projects, and she's really successful at doing so. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. So... So she would be somebody that I think I would I would hold in high regards regarding money because she's like making everything happen for herself. 
All right, so we talked about your biggest influence, who's your cousin, which I love that you mentioned because usually it's been an author or a direct like mother or father or grandmother. I don't think I've heard cousin yet, which I loved <laughs> hearing someone else. So that, that was fantastic. And how about your money strengths? I know you have some. What, what would you say? We're going to talk about money strengths and then we'll move into weaknesses. We all have them too, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I would say money strength would be anytime I want to do something, I make it happen, which means that I'll just, I start budgeting you know, maybe I'm not going out to lunch as much and I'll start putting away that money so that I can do what it is that I need to do. So that to me would be my strength. And how about a weakness? Me as coffee and going to get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just a weakness in general? Like how I spend my money? Yeah, a weakness that you spend money. Oh, yes, okay. yes. To me, I guess it would be food because I'm always eating. I'm always hungry. Like you could ask my husband. He's like, oh my gosh, you always want a food. You always want food. You're always hungry. I'm like, I need to eat like every three hours. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So food, any particular type of food that you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to give in and I'm going to spend the money on this. No, I just always spend the money on food because I really enjoy food. <laughs> a foodie. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> now, in terms of advice, because we're going to be wrapping it up in terms of uh, any financial advice, or actually before we go to that, I, you mentioned your husband and I didn't ask about this. So with your husband, how do you divvy up the money roles? Like how does that look like in your household? So in our household, um, he actually pays his own bills, but I, and that, like we both actually have separate separate bank accounts because we recently got married uh, about a year ago. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We just did our one year anniversary like three weeks ago. So um, we both still have our separate bank accounts, but we also have a mutual bank account. And with that, we put a certain amount of savings because we're also saving for a house. So we put a certain amount of money aside that we, we cannot touch because that's uh, dedicated solely for our future home. Mm -hmm. or whatever things or any important things that arise. So I monitor that. And like I said, he pays his own stuff. However, I do keep track of what's getting deducted to make sure that he's on point with paying his bills. Because, you know, he sometimes has a little trouble with managing the money that's in his account and making sure that everything is getting taken out at the appropriate time and stuff like that. So I do look over it, but mm -hmm. I'm not like, you can't spend this or you can't do that. Like I tell them, okay, this is what you have to spend. And these, your bills are paid. Like we set up everything in, in his account so that it's automatically deducted. And I'll be like, okay, this is getting deducted. You know what I mean? Like I let him know. And I also do the same for myself. But for me, it's easy because I, my mom taught me at a young age because she was also, she was a penny pitcher. But at the same time, she was like, you have to know how to manage your money. You have to be aware of what's in your bank account. If you're using your credit cards, you also have to make sure that you're not spending above your means. So like you're not getting paid that much. Don't go and spend like $600, you know, try to pay your try to pay your balance, not fully off because you need that right to to build your credit rate. But she was she would just say like pay, you know, majority, but leave some. But you don't want to have a big debt. So she would always tell, you know, show me that at a young age, like, you know, be careful with getting into credit card debt. So I make sure that I'm pretty, I'm really aware of 
of, of those things because of her. Interesting. Very, very cool. So what would be like one parting piece of advice before we wrap up for the person listening to at this very moment that wants to improve her financial life? What would you tell her? Okay, so if there's something that you want to do, like, for example, for myself, it was doing the books set, you know, think of a of an amount of money that's not gonna, that you're not really going to feel if it's out of your bank. Like if it's deducted automatically or however you want to do it and you put it aside, think about an amount that you wouldn't really feel and start doing that. Because before you know it, you're going to look into that account and you're going to realize you have a decent amount of money. And especially if you're not touching it, it's like, like you know, find an account that you can't really touch. Like we did um, Capital One 360 where there's not that many, there wasn't at the time when we did it, there weren't that many Capital One banks in our area. So we knew we weren't going to be able to touch that money. So, you know, find something that works for you. But, you know, as far as banking, but I would say like, you know, think of a think of a number that's not going to not going to hurt you and start just putting it aside. And I think that 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 would really help if you're struggling financially and or start looking at what it is that you're really spending your money on. So, if it's like you're getting that coffee every day, maybe you start making coffee at home. Or if it's like that you're spending a lot of money on your lunch, then maybe you only have lunch out three days a week and the other two days of the work week, you're making it from home or you're bringing it from home because that's really important if you're trying to save. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, I appreciate uh, your time, Diana, and uh, just what you shared with us today. Now, I'm curious, though, on your since your children's books is a book series, is there what's to come in the future? For those curious, especially those that have young children that I'm like, okay, we need to check out (laughs) these books. (laughs) Well, we're actually working on well, but when I say we, it's myself and my illustrator. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're working on Dealey Shapely Imagination, which is the next story. It was actually my original story that I created. However, after we created the illustrations, I didn't think it was ready. So I actually revamped it and now re- redoing the whole thing. So that story we're working on. I'm also um, going to be taking animation classes this coming September. That is so exciting. Yes, I'm super excited about it. Um, I always wanted to go to school with for art, uh-huh. uh, but I didn't do that because I was kind of discouraged by my parents at that time when I was younger, and I pretty much did whatever they said. <laughs> so I didn't really follow my heart, but it's okay because it led me down this path, and now it's coming full circle where now I'm going to have to utilize my art talent again. And um, I decided to take animation classes because I really want to create the daily... Uh, cartoon series, the Dealey's World cartoon series. And I feel that in order for me to create some, an animation, I need to understand it. So for that reason, I decided to start taking some courses in animation so that I can do that. So those are things that are going to be up and coming. Um, in addition, just last, actually just yesterday, we filmed the latest YouTube video uh, of me reading Dealey's first day of school, which is one of my stories as well. So I, I filmed that yesterday. So that should be oh up my goodness. soon, maybe within the next two weeks, I'll have that video up. So those are things that I've been working on. 
That is exciting. Well, a big congrats to you because it takes a lot yeah. uh, to to write a book or and to write a series that that and then to really think about because uh, I, I would think that in writing children's books, I, granted, you have the education and, and the background uh, in early childhood education, but you have to really it's not just writing the book, what you want to write, but really thinking of the child, what they need, what they're needing, what they're, you know, where they're at in life, Mm -hmm. and what they can understand and what they need at that moment. So I would think it's, it's, that's a whole different world of writing. Yeah, it it, it does take a lot of like analyzing. Like, Mm -hmm. I I always have to like analyze what it Yeah, like you said, like, what's age appropriate, like, what kind of words can I use? that the children are going to understand how can I make this simple, but fun, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it, it can be complicated, but I really love it. Like, it's like creating this series brought out that side of me that I always dreamt of, like the artist in me, because like I said, it was discouraged. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, you're not going to make my, any money as an artist. And I was like, okay, so I'm just mm-hmm. gonna, I don't know, go be, I'm going to study speech communications, I guess, because I could use some help with um, public speaking. And at the time I was naive. So I thought that's all it entailed. And I was like, okay, so let me, let me start doing this. Right. It's like one of those like general majors. So I did that for Mm -hmm. my bachelor's degree. And, you know, I didn't think I, you know, I would ever go back into, to that art side of me. And here it is. I created Dealey's world and it, it combined because I, I not only got the speech communications degree, but then I told you I got my, my master's degree in early childhood education after teaching, um, I decided to go back in and get my and further my education. Thanks again, Diana. It's been such a pleasure having you. And for you listening, I will definitely be sure to link up where you can find Diana and all about her books because I've taken a look at, at those and they just look absolutely fantastic. I wish I had those when my kids were younger, (laughs) Um, but it is what it is. So I appreciate you uh, being here and everything that you shared with us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. ¿Qué tal? Espero que te haya gustado nuestra conversación de hoy. If you are a mom, teacher, or someone interested in children's books, be sure to learn more about Diana and her book series over at dleesworld.com. Now, we have received a review, and I truly, truly appreciate it. If you don't know about reviews on iTunes, it is helpful just to get visibility. So if you haven't done a review, please, I would greatly appreciate it if you love this podcast for you to head on over to iTunes and submit a review. This review comes from an anonymous person. She calls herself Super Organized Mom, which is what I strive to be. And the title is Felicidades, Congratulations. And she says, Congratulations, Jennifer, on creating this podcast. It is a much needed voice in the Spanish speaking community. Your ability to deliver financial knowledge in Spanglish is outstanding and relatable to us that are half and half. That's me too. I especially love the discussion regarding the need for more financial role models and education in the Hispanic Latino community. Wishing you much success. Thank you, Super Organized Mom. I appreciate it. So again, if you haven't left a review, I would greatly appreciate it. But that's optional, of course. 
Ahora, dos cositas. There was a note uh, she was mentioning about the credit card and, and building credit. You can build your credit without maintaining a balance, meaning you can pay it in full every month. You can charge a small amount like a Netflix bill and then pay it off, right? So that's, I wanted to make sure, I wanted to clarify that you can build your credit with just a small amount and still pay it off. So that way you're not incurring any interest charges. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is the $20 that she set aside. I find that completely inspirational because it was, it's simply $20 a month. Anybody, or I shouldn't say anybody, but a lot of people, can find $20 if you're committed and focused and finding that $20 a month, right? And she just set it aside because she was uh, she was committed, uh, she was intentional, she had a dream, she was out, she's a go-getter. So notice that wasn't a huge amount, simply $20. So if you have a dream, an aspiration, something that you're trying to do, focus on what that is, set your intention, figure out a way to do it. Sometimes the way to do it is easier than you think because in her case, she found $20 and she was able to put that aside to make her dream happen of becoming a children's author. And she has done that and she has done that successfully. So just wanted to make sure that I highlight that because I found that definitely inspirational and I want to make sure that you take that away as well. Si estás buscando una manera de simplificar tu vida financiera, tienes que agarrar una copia de My Daily Money Ritual, que es gratis, completamente gratis. Está diseñado para simplificar el manejo de su dinero y ayudarte a pensar mejor de ese dinero. Lo puedes encontrar en jenhempel.com forward slash sde. La próxima semana vamos a hablar con El Martínez and we will get into cultural differences that impact our relationship as well as some fantastic tips on how to handle money with your spouse. That is a wrap for today. I want to thank Diana for sharing her story and sharing all the goodness today. You can check out our brief show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash SDI6 and that way you can uh, go to the link for her website as well and if you love this episode or if you're loving Su Dinero Importa I would appreciate it if you share with a friend co-worker family member or even a stranger we never know the reality of a person's financial situation so this episode or another episode or just the podcast in general can make a huge difference for them without you even knowing it so i appreciate you listening gracias por escuchar este podcast y nos hablaremos el próximo viernes chao